Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, welcome back to the channel where we deal with all things um, narcissistic uh, in relation to uh, the abuse in that area that we've been through and our fantastic healing journeys afterwards and our fantastic community where we all pull together and help each other. The topic I'd like to discuss today, I believe is one of the most crucial topics in our healing journey and understanding of what we've been through when we come out of a narcissistically abusive relationship. I really believe that if you get this inside you with a full understanding and you can reference back to this particular um, issue, the traumatic bond or the trauma bond, as we say, in this community um, that is established between ourselves and our narcissistic ex or family member. It's a traumatic bond that is very hard to divide from and put aside in the healing journey. And at one at some stage in the video, I'd like to get to the crucial point that I'd like to ask you to comment on if it resonates with you, because if it resonates with you, the rest of the information, I think, will be very pertinent. So let's do the best job I can here in relation to giving you my experience and opinion of what the traumatic bond is between you and the narcissist. And I hope that it helps or it gives you the insight in informing your own opinion of what the traumatic bond was. So I'm going to take this from two sides. So if you can bear with me, it all does kind of gel in the end and makes and makes sense. So getting back to the narcissist that you were dealing with. So people that suffer or have the narcissistic personality disorder have formed a mask as a child, as a defense mechanism against invalidation that they were receiving and a traumatic experience of childhood when the personality is at the developing stage, at a crucial developing stage. So that child developed what we call the, the mask, the narcissist mask, or for all intents and purposes, they developed a superhero. And this superhero they, was their shield to the world. This superhero was made out to be perfect, omnipotent, godlike, uh, never wrong, and not someone that anyone could possibly criticize. This was like Superman or Superwoman, and this was held in front of the child to protect the true self from the trauma and invalidation that was coming towards that child, if that makes sense. So the narcissist goes through their life reliving, defending always the true self, reliving that trauma over and over again and needs others to, one, validate the superhero or the mask because 
without someone interacting with it as if it's real, then it disintegrates and it's not real. And the bare four year old or five year old or whatever age the child really went through it at uh, is left exposed. So your belief in the existence of this superhero fake person that they put up keeps this fake person in place and it helps the narcissist to believe in it also. So this superhero mask has to interact with others. It also it has the purpose. That's the purpose of the existence. Other people, you know, validating the existence of this superhero mask. And the superhero is also there to defend the true self against the people that it comes up against. So it has a kind of a it needs to be fed to keep it alive and it needs to be strong in order to deflect any criticism that comes to the true self. So it always has to be perfect, which might help explain things to people who are just starting off as to why the narcissist will not stand any criticism or critique of the self. Not accountable. It's always someone else's fault because the superhero is perfect. The superhero can never be wrong. So the narcissist has this trauma that it lives over and over again. And each person it comes up against, if that person dares try to invalidate the superhero mask, the narcissist will will defend and will attack to keep the true self um, from getting touched in any way. So that's one aspect. So when you meet or have a relationship with this narcissist, this fake persona, what you're going to interact with is the the trauma. You're interacting with this fake superhero's experience of trauma, defense against trauma, reliving the trauma through interactions with people that the mask comes up against, if that also makes sense. So this superhero, this narcissistic person, presents as a fake persona to you, but you buy into it, you believe that it exists because it's very subtle. It can be very covert. It can be very convincing and it's picked up a lot of fake authenticity. Again, if that makes sense along the way by picking up other people's character traits and seeing what works with people. So it can be very, very believable. And the worst thing about it is at the start of the relationship, it can be hugely validating to you. Sorry, there's a, some kind of an alarm going off there. I hope it's not been picked up on the on the um, audio. OK, so it's a very attractive package because the superhero has has picked up all these attractive traits, seems to be very authentic and goes in to meet you and is extremely validating, praises you and um, makes you feel wonderful and again, just really validates you as a person. So you as a normal, loving, empathic human being are amazed at the warmth that appears and love that appears to be coming from this person. They're also mirroring you. So you really feel that you've met the what your one true love or someone who really understands you, who you can be, you know, who's, who becomes your confidant because the trust is built up very quickly. And that's another lesson we need to learn not to build in trust too quickly when we do meet people. We have to take our time to 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 test 
things, so to speak, without being paranoid. Okay, so you form a bond with this person quite quickly and quite deeply because they validate you in a kind of a parental way where they really hone in on you as a person. It seems like they want your self-improvement. It seems like they want you to grow and they encourage you in this initial stage, which is, is really confusing. They encourage you to do new things, to be your better self. They say they identify with you. They take you on adventures. You feel like you're growing as a person and it's very validating. So you form a deep, deep attachment to this superhero figure that's presented to you. Unfortunately, sorry guys, I just have to stop the video with this noise. I'll come back to you in a minute. Okay, sorry, that was really distracting. I was losing my train of thought. Um, so the alarm has gone off now, so I'll continue. So where were we at? Okay, we described the traumatic uh, bond that was the super the trauma that was the superhero figure of the narcissist and then we were talking about the bond that the narcissist creates in us so we attach very deeply to this fake caricature but this fake caricature being ca a caricature is like a computer program does not attach to us so guys in that stage the narcissist has really, really honed in on you, gained your trust and got you to confide in the narcissist because you're really believing that this person is there to help you and has your best interests at heart. The narcissist is has been very validating towards you. You, if you're like me, will come back towards the narcissist and give give love, give all the same validation, et cetera, et cetera. But you'll also open yourself up, open your heart up, open up about your weaknesses, the worries about yourself, things that have happened in the past that you're not so proud of. All these things because you will feel like you have uh, warm, trusting arms around you and that it's finally a safe place for you to grow. It's kind of like a parental experience. It's a safe place to grow. This person seems to be nurturing even parts of you that may not have received nurture as a child. So it's like saying, you know, but mum or dad, um, sorry now if this doesn't, um, if this isn't for everyone, you know, this may not have happened to everyone. I'm just trying to really break it down into basic terms. You know, you say, um, but I know it's brilliant I'm growing in this way, but what about, you know, the bad parts of me? You kind of, you start to look at the bad parts that you feel are bad parts, that you're ill-confident about yourself, parts that weren't validated for you as a child or that were criticised by others. So, you know, you're really getting into the whole growth of the relationship and being an empath you don't just think you're brilliant. You know, you want to solve the whole mystery of your essence and yourself and you're confiding, unfortunately, in the wrong person. So then you go into the stage where the narcissist is devaluing you. And there's two things that happen here. And this is where I'm going to get to the crucial part of the video, as I feel the traumatic bond. The narcissist is bringing their trauma to you 
you're getting into the devaluation stage where the narcissist is beginning to put you down for all the different reasons that, you know, we, we talk about in, in other videos. And your experience of this is very disturbing and quite torturous at times. What the narcissist is doing as this is happening, if you give any critique to the narcissist or say no to the narcissist or set any boundaries to the narcissist, the superhero is becoming wounded or becoming dissatisfied and feels threatened, feels that the existence or the power of the superhero or control, which is what we we, we know the narcissist has to have, which all is amounts to the same thing. I'm just using the superhero analogy to, to make control appear pictorial, maybe easy to understand. Um, so if there's any threat to this superhero control center, uh, the narcissist will attack to defend the, the true self that's behind the defense mechanism. So what happens here with you is that the narcissist then will project their trauma. They're reliving the trauma. They're reliving the relationship with the parent again to defend the child behind the parent or whoever caused the, the trauma, trauma in this person and whoever caused the defense mechanism to be created. The narcissist is going to attack you where you're vulnerable and they'll also attack you with the information that you've given them basically about yourself and also project project back onto you how they see people. They believe people are the same as them, the same as the true self, the failings. They believe that, that other people have those failings. They believe that they're perfect and that other people are all the same and want to hurt them at some point. So they have to project that pain, project the attack, project the lack of control they're feeling back onto you. So they want to cause you the pain to deflect it from themselves. So they hone in then on from having validated you on a height to taking you right back down and more or less saying to you, you thought you were so great when I had you in the position up there. That was due to me. I put you up there. And I'm telling you now, they'll come along and say, Paula, you tried, you know, we saw your potential. We thought you were great, but actually you're shit. You're not a whole lot. It didn't work out. You're not as great as you thought you were. You're actually a failure and they'll hone in on your failures. Now, the thing that they will say at this stage, and I don't know, this is the crux. This is what happened to me, guys. And I'm wondering if it's happened to you. They'll say, we both know, we both know, Paula, or John, or Jack, or whatever, we both know. And then they'll go through the list of your self-doubts, what you revealed to them initially. We both know that you're not great. We both know, and other people have said it as well. 
but it's kind of like uh, they bring the both into it to really project their pain onto you by bringing your pain up to show you that they're so much superior to you and that everything that you thought you were in the validation phase was actually that you're actually a failure, that you tried and you failed. And who you really are is this crawling creature on the ground. And we both know that's that sticks in your mind. The narcissist saying it's like it's like it's like you're in a bubble with them that you can't escape, that no one else knows you, that they know you better than anybody else. And this is even people that have loved you all your life. It's it's insidious because you begin because they're reliving their trauma off you and batting off you and putting you down and you're the one in pain. So they're not and they're proving, you know, they're in the fight. They're winning the fight that they had with the parent as a child or whoever put them through the trauma. You actually are believing this this thing that they're projecting onto you, that one, that you're really the failure and that they they know your deepest fears and insecurities about you. And they're telling you, one, that's true. That's true. You see, you tried to be that great person and you failed. This is when you're in pain, when they've devalued you after quite a long time. And then they say to you, and we both know that it's really that those kind of things ring in your mind a year later after the narcissist has left you feel that they are the only person that really knows you and you also feel that they know the the bad you not the good you not the real you not the authentic you not the one not the you that people love they have literally used your deepest fears and insecurities against you and they've bonded you to them. And as the person whose opinion you trust, and they've also used that word we and both. These two words are crucial and I am betting the narcissist will have done this to you. It's it's like a, your dirty secret I, we know your dirty secret. And I mean, it's all about you being the bad one. It's all about you being the failure, you being the bad one. The narcissist and Mr. and Mrs. Narcissist, they're perfect paragons in this world because they have to be the superhero. It's a defense fakery mechanism. It's a computer talking to you, you know, who, who psychologically profiled you and is now managing to manipulate you down and to keep you attached to their validation, be it bad or good. So guys, in my opinion, this is how the traumatic bond, you bonded to the, to the trauma cycles of the narcissist and believing what this fake person told you about yourself, believing that to be true. Breaking the trauma bond, in my opinion, is understanding that that's what they did that they brought you together to believe that they were the only person who truly knew you. And that is so not 
true. You think they're the only person that can have that close connection with you. It's so strong, it's nearly like a parental connection. First step to break it is to understand just what we've been discussing here, that it's fakery and it's them using words and manipulations to bond you to their trauma cycles so that they can defend against any pain getting to beyond the shield of the superhero, you suffering the pain and then projecting the pain onto you. The other way to break the trauma bond is to really take a good look at yourself and look at the negative sides that you, the negative set of self-beliefs you have and pit them against the validating beliefs of people that truly love you and your own validating beliefs in that you have a good assessment of both your good and bad points. And on a last point in this, I would say to you that I've recently um, looked up some uh, Greek philosophy and Greek mythology, etc., etc. And the Greeks knew at an early stage when they looked at love of the self, that there were two ways to love the self. One developed into narcissism and the other developed self-compassion. So at this stage, you guys, we have to take not the narcissist's view of us, which is going to be black and dire until they decide that we're wonderful again. Black and dire. So self-compassion is essential here to break the trauma bond and a realistic look at yourself and love of yourself and compassion for yourself. I hope that's helped with the trauma bond and I will see you again very soon for our vacuuming videos, hoovering in other words. Thanks guys, see you again soon. Take great care of yourselves, bye.